2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: It's
4: for on the bench coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hey! We are live in the Magic City studios in the world of Malaysia, right across the river and through the woods. Where more Granny loves to smoke hits of her candy Kush hybrid in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traveling, some kind of fashion shake it up. Sh-doop. I'm offering to come off for a flatter party up. Rats on the west side, bedbugs uptown, what a mess. It's tassy tattered, my brain splattered all over Manhattan. Should shake it It's only rock and roll, but I like it, like it. Yes, I do, but I like it. Hey, what's kicking? I'm Pharrell. I'm with your boy Carver. Hi, this afternoon. Mafia running it with Hayden Fried, LTN, and Kansas City Mo. Birthday roll call on a Thirsty Thursday. Can we get these? Sure. Jonathan Kaminga, 20. Kyle Pitts, 22. Trevor Lawrence, 23. Braxton Berrios, 27. Jake Bowers, 27. Quincy Acey, 32. Jamari Lattimore, 34. Joel Hanrahan, 41. Richard Seymour, 43. Freddie Garcia, 46. Rebecca Lobo, 49. JJ Soaks, the big 5-0 going to the back, 9. Darren Oliver, 52. Ruben Sierra, 57. Albert Lewis, 62. Bubba Parris, 62. Oil Can Boyd, 63. Jimmy Cephalo, 66. And Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer, legend, 67. All right, uh, Frank Reich talking about the Colts. They're in Denver tonight. We got it for you. Plus Nate Hackett, Colts-Broncos breakdown. We got your NFL props for tonight. Passing, rushing, receiving, anytime TDs, baby, just like you like it. Kenny Pickett says the Steelers don't see themselves as dogs on Sunday. Check yourself, son. You better check yourself, son. Roll that back. Von Miller doesn't consider guys like Pickett rookies anymore. We'll hear from Von. We'll break down the game. Plus, Joe Burrow on getting a bunch of concussions. John Harbaugh facing Burrow since he... And Baltimore breakdown. Justin Fields says the Bears need to execute better. G you think? Bears, Vikings in many. And Kevin Stefanski on facing Justin Herbert. Chargers, Cleveland in the dog pound. Aaron Rodgers, which is the Packers, spent the whole week in London as they prepare for the G-Man, G Man, G-Man, Big Blue. The Giants sign Landon Collins. Trevor Lawrence thinks he's made a lot of progress. They're home to the Texans. Jalen Hurts wants to keep the same focus every week. The Eagles are in. Arizona against the Cards on Sunday in the Valley. Vegas and Kansas City. Mike Vrabel respects Ron Rivera in Washington, Tennessee. Washington will break it down. Tom Brady does not practice today with shoulder and finger issues. He says he'll be there on Sunday at uh, Raymond James. Kyle Pitts is practiced for the second day in a row for the Falcons. He's out drinking on his birthday. I'm just kidding. But I would be. Uh, the 4 o'clock Eastern hours is dedicated to one Warren Sharp, our lead NFL analyst on SportsGrid. He'll break down everything. Seattle, New Orleans, Tennessee, Washington, Giants and Packers, Cincy and Baltimore, Joe Mixon, he's going to talk about. Miami and the Jets, he'll talk about the Dolphins' second best in yards and pass play on offense, second worst on D. We'll talk about the Rams and Dallas, Steelers and Bills, and the Chargers-Browns, that Browns D he'll talk about, plus the San Fran Carolina game, he'll talk about uh, D'Amico Ryan's defense, Philly in zone, he'll talk about the cards, third down conversion rate, every game, uh, every single game, count on it. You got Warren Sharp dealing today for an hour from the National Harbor MGM, We welcome our radio affiliates to Coast to Coast on a Thursday, good to have you with us, Sirius XM Channel 159, and... Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in San Diego near Tio. I'm going do you want Sports Map Radio Sports Byline in the city by the bay. Deepak holding it down for us. Uh, we're gonna get into the Dodgers. 111 wins and their six one win over the Rockies. I laid a run and a half. Cover. Mike Trout hit his 40th, but I lost that uh, Angels game. The A's swept them. How about Stephen Vote? What a way to end his. Career. We'll talk about it. Astros beat the Phillies 3-2. Too bad I had the Phillies plus a run and a half. Cover! I had the Red Sox 6-3 over the race. Cover! Doling out sharp daggers. The Royals fire Mike Matheny. Thanks for everything. You're fired. Auction House offers fan who caught the judge ball. Two million dollars. Jeff McNeil sits in the Mets finale. Still gets the batting title. Buck says Scherzer will start on Friday in their opener against the Padres. We got it all for you. Series odds for that one. Cards, Phillies, Tampa, Cleveland, Seattle, Toronto. Let's dance. And we got the wild card schedule for you. We'll break it all down. Plus game one odds. You name it. We've got Tampa, Cleveland, Philly, St. Louis. We'll be ready. Plus Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider today on Coast to Coast. Last night we had it all going in terms of winning money, especially in Orlando when UCF down early, to the Stangs of SMU. And they looked fantastic in the first quarter, didn't they, SMU? Until Central Florida scored 31 straight points and whacked their ass 41 to 19. For all with a sweet double. Cover! There's whispers about Jimbo Fisher getting whacked. They'd have to pay him $86 million. Draymond Green throwing hands at Jordan Poole at the dubs practice. Is Dwight Howard gonna retire? Pharrell with that sweet three and a half. Suns over the Lakers by four. That line went from three to three and a half, to four to four and a half. It ended at five and a half. You lose, I got it at three and a half. Shake out, ooh, shake out, ooh. We We got uh, Abu Dhabi games today. The Hawks beat the Bucks. Join us, it's Coast to Coast.
5: producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh,
4: let's bring him in. Carver High's ready to talk Thursday Night Football. Oh, you knew Carver High. would always come out looking good when I hit that Brooks Brothers store, son. You know when I go in there for the double B, things come out good. I look good. The girls chase me to the car.
6: Nice Woo! job. Uh, way to go. Uh, looking good after hitting that uh, double B uh, there. Thanks, Coming son. In on a Thursday as we've got a little Thursday Night Football tonight. We have to start there, of course. Uh, the Colts. Take the trip out west to the Rockies. They will take on the Broncos tonight, mile high. We will start with Colts head coach Frank Reich. Has not been a good start for the Colts this year through the first four games, aside from that win at home over Kansas City. Look forward to getting back out there and getting things right tonight in Denver. Here's Reich. That's
3: yeah, a really good opportunity. Um, you know, we're, we're continuing to, you know, try, like every team in this league, try to, you know, work into the team that we want to be, know we can be. Um, you get time on primetime players. You know it's a great opportunity. It's such a great league, and we want to show who we are uh, first and foremost to our own fans and to ourselves, but really to you know to the, to the you know to all the sports fans out there. So, um, and this is a, a good opportunity for us. Like Denver, everybody knows Denver is a fun place to play. And it's a hard place to play. Um, they have a good home crowd there. It's a challenging place to play. So, it, uh, looking forward to it.
4: Yeah, I was a little surprised, uh, to be honest with you, Carver High, when I see so many people, including yourself, thinking that it's just a, a Colts game in the bag. Yesterday we heard yeah, it. I don't think it's uh, in the bag. You said you said that they're going to win there. We had other people say they're going to win there. So a lot of people on TV think that the Colts are going to win there. Uh, what what impresses you about the Colts whatsoever? I, I thought the game against the Chiefs was fixed.
6: Well, nothing's in the bag, uh, believe me. Nobody, at least me at least, I never said the Colts are in the bag. But if you're going to give me three and a half tonight, I'm going to take it with the Colts. What's been so impressive about the Broncos, other than they're at home tonight, uh, that they're going to roll over the Colts. They haven't been good either. So I'll take my shot with that extra hook to three and a half uh, with Indianapolis, uh, even though they don't have their two best players. Why isn't this four yet? Why isn't this five yet if the Broncos are so great? I'll take the points tonight.
4: So, I just think that, uh, you know, I haven't seen it move that much. I, I've seen it sitting at three the whole week.
6: So, now all of a sudden, it's three and a half? Yeah, three and a half right now at uh, BetMGM. Where? MGM. We've got a little th- oh, Bet MGM BetMGM, three and a half right now. Yep. Uh, we will now, let's hear from Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos. Also, not a lot of consistency yet on the offensive side with Russell Wilson. Hackett would like more of that.
1: There's been some really good explosive plays. There's been some opportunities for big runs. There's been all kinds of different stuff. I think it's just the consistency. You know, We, we just don't want to hurt ourselves. We want to be sure that we're continually moving the chains. We, we've had a good third down week, and then we've had a bad third down week. We've had a good uh, red zone and then a bad red zone. Uh, so I think that it's about putting it all together right? and not just doing one of those situations good, not just the run game, not just the pass game, uh, but consistently doing it throughout a game. I think looking at our entire team, we haven't played our best football as a team in all three phases, you know, whether it be defense, special teams, or offense. I think that there's still so much more to improve on. All the guys are getting used to each other. And that's just something that we're going to have to continue to grow. And, and the best football is still ahead.
4: Yeah, I'll give you I thought they looked bad uh, in Seattle in their opener uh, when he went back home. And then uh, they looked boring against the Texans, but they won. And then they stopped the Niners, which I still can't fathom that the Niners blew that game. That was the Niners game in the uh, pocket, right? And then uh, the Raiders, I thought were so desperate last week to win that they would do anything to get that win if they lose their seasons over, but they got it done. And I thought they were on their way uh, until Gordon fumbled. And then he threw the bomb against the Raiders and connected on that. He's looked good at times they haven't i think he's done his job when he ran for the touchdown against the raiders i think russell wilson's doing his job now he's a little banged up with his shoulder after crosby landed on it uh last week in vegas so we'll see how he looks tonight I, you know i think the game's on him mike it's really yeah. on wilson is wilson gonna take this game and win it uh, by himself basically over the colts or not
6: Uh, Yeah, if he plays great tonight, no question. Broncos are going to win the game. They'll cover the number two. So we'll see if it gets any higher. It's gotten to three and a half. 42 is the total. These unders have hit a lot on Thursday nights, Uh, not just this year, but going back to last year as well. Uh, So that's something to look for, too, tonight. I do kind of lean to the under, Scotty, but I'm probably just going to do the Colts with the three and a half. I'm not going to go any further.
4: Yeah, I won't mess with it, but everybody seems to feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. It looks like most of their games have been uh, opposed to the game in Vegas. You know what I mean?
6: Yep. Uh, Let's get some prop action uh, for tonight. Of course, you're going to talk about this game more with Warren in our number two. Let's look at Wilson and Ryan for tonight. Russell Wilson, 236 and a half now. Was 230 and a half early this morning when I first looked at it, so it's gone up six yards. Minus 110 to the over, minus 120 to the under. Matt Ryan is at 227 and a half tonight. Minus 125 to the other. Of course, he's missing his running back. You would like to think maybe they're going to throw the football a little bit more. I like the over for Russell, uh, and I'm leaning towards the over for Ryan as well.
4: I'll probably go over on Wilson, under on Ryan there.
6: Let's go to the rushing. We know that both teams have had injuries at the running back position. Javante Williams done for the Broncos. That means Melvin Gordon the third, is going to get the lion's share of the work. 62.5 is the number for him. Now up to 64.5, Scotty, at the present second. Naeem Hines is going to get the bulk of the work with Jonathan Taylor missing his first game with the Colts. That's actually up to 37.5. And a half. If we're thinking low scoring and run the football, maybe both of these guys do get over. And I'm definitely going over for Gordon because they don't got anybody else.
4: That's it. Well,
6: I'll definitely go
4: over on Hines because uh, he can just pound it all night and give me 37 yards.
6: Yep, there you go. So 37 for him, who's going to be most likely the feature back for them later Mm. on. Receiving yards. Cortland Sutton has had a good start to the season. Despite what Coach and everybody else has said about the consistency of the offense, 64-and-a-half for Cortland tonight. Jerry Judy's caught some big passes, now 51-and-a-half for him. And Michael Pittman Jr., when he's been healthy this year, has played very well for the Colts. 61-and-a-half is where he's sitting at right now. I like Pittman and I like Sutton, Scotty.
4: Yeah, I'm with you on that exactly. I was going to say the same thing, and I have just not seen that from Judy at all. Uh, But uh, Pittman has to be the plan tonight. It's just got to be. What else do they have? No Taylor? It turns to Pittman in terms of what they've got to accomplish. So I think Ryan's going to be throwing to him, and I think he's going to throw to him several times over 20 yards.
6: And that's why we also have Pittman listed for our anytime touchdown score. How about plus 190? for Pittman tonight to get in the end zone. Melvin Gordon, minus 150. Can you hold on to the ball inside the five? We've seen some fumbles from Gordon uh, down in the red zone, Scotty. Let's hope that that changes. Judy's usually good for one catch, even though I don't think he'll get the yards. And Mo Alley-Cox, the tight end, has been a favorite of Matt Ryan's through the first four weeks, Scotty. had a bunch of touchdowns last week, plus 333 for him to find the end zone, too.
4: Yeah, I'll go with uh, first Gordon, Pittman, and Cox. Why not?
6: Yeah, there you go. Get Cox in there as well. We like Mo Alley. That's a nice price for him and Pittman Jr. There you go, some props for tonight. Colts and Broncos, mile high. Let's do it. We will come back and start to get into all the other games coming up on Pain Day, Scotty. Pain Day Sunday, including Kenny Pickett heading to Orchard Park to start his first NFL game.
4: Listen, the young gun is telling me that the Steelers are going to cover the 14. Garrow team.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: yeah carver high so the game is in orchard park and kenny pickett gets his first start uh, as the steelers quarterback and he's got a, a daunting task in front of him taking on the bills i think obviously the thing that i'm concerned about is not so much pickett i think the kid's exciting i mean you can't deny that uh he's quicker he's uh going for it he's playing you know as exciting as anyone that young coming into the league as a rookie, but he's, you know, uh, an old 24, I'll give you this much. I mean, he came into the game last week. He had two touchdowns on the ground. He threw the three picks. But as I've said to you, those were not bad picks. Yeah. When your receivers drop the ball and the other team catches it before it hits the ground, that's, you know, blame the receiver right in their hands. Claypool, Friarmouth, the Hail Mary got a 2% chance of happening. I'm not surprised that got picked. I didn't think he had a bad game at all. The problem I have with that spread is that the Steelers defense sucks monkey balls. Okay. They can't stop a nosebleed and without TJ Watt. They're worthless. It's like I'm watching a naked team. I, I can't even fathom how much of a difference he makes when he plays and puts pressure on the quarterback. They are in every game when he's not there. The Steelers are the easiest beat in the NFL.
6: Sounds like Minka's a little banged up too, Scotty. I mean, so that's like, you know, your second best guy on defense too who might be coming into the game hobbling. What worries me about Pickett, I like him too. I I think they're making the right move, especially from what you saw over the first three and a half games from Trubisky. You're going into a very, very hostile environment with one of the better defenses in the NFL, and your offensive line has been awful. I mean, that's just those three things combined together could make it a little difficult on him. And like you said, the Steeler defense a problem. Well, Steelers are now 0-7 in games yeah. that TJ Watt has not played uh, in his game. I mean, that's, so that, that, that's that, the problem. That's, and that's I'll, the problem. I'll tell
4: you this much. Look, if you're a better, you're looking at this game in, in one facet. Can this kid get the ball in the end zone twice? I mean, the bottom line is yeah. on the ground or through the air, he's got all kinds of talent around him uh, in receivers, in Johnson, Friarmouth, Pickens. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> stop there. Claypool. they can do things, right? They got Najee Harris. They got him running the ball. He had two scoring on his own. If he scores twice in that game, now you're looking at 28 points. I don't think the Bills cover 28. You need the guy to get in the end zone twice to cover that 14 piece.
6: Uh, So Pickett, of course, says he doesn't see themselves at underdogs. One of the guys who's going to be chasing him is, of course, Von Miller on the Bills defense. He doesn't. Consider rookies like Kenny Pickett. Rookies anymore? They come into the league with so much experience. Here's Vaughn.
3: A long time ago, I just stopped, you know, calling guys rookies and treating guys like rookies. Um, and this is pro sports, and everybody's a professional. And that's how I go about it, whether it's on my team or anybody else's team. You know, everybody has been the man at some point in, in another, uh, maybe it's college or maybe it's high school, but they just have that it factor to be to play at this level. You have that it that it factor. And um, you have talent, and you, you could, you know, on, on paper, he's you could right. be the next Hall of Famer. So, you know, I like to give everybody
0: that that type of respect. Um, it doesn't matter if he's, if he's a young quarterback or not.
4: I think he's dead right. And, and here's another thing. I also think that the Bills, without a doubt, in my view, think this is a piece of cake Sunday. The Steelers suck.
6: Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I don't think that they're gonna go into the game thinking that they're they're guaranteed to win it. Uh you know, I, I think I after last year I think after last year and a couple of the games they lost, they shouldn't have that angle in any game they play this but year. But I think they do. If they're hoping to get to where they wanna go. It is still fourteen. It is still forty six and a half, uh, as we sit here on Thursday. I don't think it's gonna change much, Scotty. I don't I think fourteen is the number we're gonna see when we get to Sunday. I mean, you got to
4: have stones, but I'm willing to take the 14. I think, obviously, uh, the Bills are going to win the football game, but uh, I'll keel over if the Steelers beat them. I mean, that would be the worst loss for the Bills. Uh, It'd be way worse than last year. That was the season opener. They didn't know what hit them. Uh, This is not happening again where they're, like, not prepared for that. They know they can be beat. Uh, They have been beat. I just think they know how good they are. They, I mean, they're supposed to win the Super Bowl. They know how good they are.
6: Watt and Hayward were excellent in that game uh, against the Bills last year. That week one win for the Steelers. Got a lot of pressure on Allen. Hayward's He's done nothing this years year years. at all. He He's not fat. Been good this year. No. <laughs> the Bengals and the Ravens, both 2-2 two and two Sunday night football uh, this week. The primetime game. Let's start with Burrow on the concussion stuff. As we know, been a big topic with Tua last week. League going to change some protocols. Burrow says he got his bell run a couple times and gone back in the game. has it affected him. Here's Joe Burrow.
0: Uh, yeah, it's definitely happened. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's happened. Stuff like that happens all, all the time. It's. Uh, I think I'm not exactly – I haven't experienced a – like I've never had a headache the next day from a concussion, but like I said, I've had games – high school, college, NFL, that you know, maybe I don't remember the, next, the rest of the game, but I don't have any side effects other than that. Uh, so I don't know if you would call that Jesus. a concussion or not, but definitely some kind of head injury for sure.
4: That the league loved that interview.
6: Yeah, they, they didn't like hearing that. I'm sure that Zach Taylor and the Bengals didn't like hearing that either uh, because with everything going on right now, uh, they're the ones who zero in. You know what? I'm
4: done listening to Zach Taylor on anything with yeah. some of the decisions he's made. Like that nice job he did in the Super Bowl on third and fourth down. <laughs> We're done listening to you, genius. You threw the guy, Higgins, the ball every time you scored. And on third and fourth down, I was even on the field? I mean, <laughs> this sad. guy, I don't listen to Zach Taylor, okay? It's Joe Burrow's team. And you just stand on the sideline with your headset on and shut up. No one listens to him. Trust me. No one. I mean, you see this guy's decision-making? I mean, it's been right on the kitchen table. I don't even want to have breakfast with him. Honestly, Let's hear from
6: the other coach, John Harbaugh. Are you kidding me? Don't get me started on that moron. Joey Silk on Sunday night at home. Here's Harbaugh.
3: Uh, you know, he's the same guy. I mean, he's, he's uh, obviously he's the AFC Championship quarterback. You know, and uh, he's uh, they do what they do with him so well. I think they built the offense really well around what he does well. Uh, he's, got a, he's got he's got he's uh, got there's it's not just it's not just getting the ball out quick and on time. It's not just reading coverage. Uh, he can he can hold the ball. He can move in the pocket. You know, they do the play action stuff as well. Uh, he's he's tough to get down in the pocket. You know, all those things are uh, kind of staples to his game, and I see him doing it just like he's been doing it.
4: Well, we already know how good he is, and we also know now how bad the Ravens defense has looked. Yes. I mean, they have blown two gigantic leads at home. They have yet to win in the Charm City. I got a hard time believing that's happening again here this weekend.
6: The Ravens are now three and a half point favorites on Sunday night at home, forty eight the total in that game. I kinda like the Bengals with the points, Scotty. <laughs> With the points.
4: yeah i don't I, I think that they've had enough of losing at home i think the uh, ravens are going to win this yeah, game by a two,
6: touchdown two losses at home so far this year uh they've only been trailing for 14 seconds combined in those two losses uh to the bills and the dolphins at home let's go to chicago next justin fields and the bears not off to the best start here's fields let's see what kind of mood he's in this week Offense needs to execute better.
3: Justin, what needs to happen to get more red zone success for your guys offensively?
2: I mean, I think last, this past week was the only you know, week we really didn't you know, uh, do what we wanted to do in the red zone, but um, just execution from everybody on the offense, and that's basically it. Once we get that, then we'll be good.
4: You know, I actually think that the Bears are the worst team in the league and it, it, with the Texans, and here's the deal. If it wasn't for an absolute deluge of rain in the week of the opener uh, against the Niners, they would be winless because the Niners would kill the Bears if they played him again, even at Soldier Field on a dry day. I mean, that thing was like Hurricane Ian, uh, that opener that they lost. in. do you remember watching Trey Lance try to throw the ball in that rain? You couldn't even see the ball. All I know is the Bears suck. I mean, massive stones. They're awful. He's Mm -hmm. awful. I mean, he looks like a college quarterback, and everybody knows it. Nobody wants to admit it because they gave him so much goddamn money.
6: I don't think he's any good, uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm with you. He's another Ohio State quarterback that didn't amount to a hill of beans
4: in the NFL. They got a litany of them. Uh, It's called every single one of them. Every single quarterback that played at Ohio State goes to the NFL and turns either into a gambling addict or a complete loser, right?
6: Like, I mean, yeah, don't get me started too. Don't that get Stroud me started. Stroud coming this year also. I would, Stroud I would coming listen, in
4: the I would take Sam Hartman over Stroud every single round, seven rounds deep. I'll be in Kansas City eating barbecued ribs, seven rounds in a row, I'd take Hartman over that kid. I don't care what anybody says. Take a look at every quarterback that played at Ohio State that goes into the NFL. Every one of them turns into a nincompoop.
6: The Bears, after getting seven for most of the week, today, Scotty, it has ticked up to seven and a half in Minnesota against the Vikings, 44 the total. Vikings coming back from playing in London last week, if you want to factor that in, seven and a half for Chicago.
4: Okay, so let's just be clear. The games in London are all fixed, so this is a <laughs> non-fixed game at U.S. Bank in Minneapolis, so the Vikings will roll. Cousins will roll them in in mini. And you play a game in London, you know, London, I told you this week, the Packers are gonna be up 30 with a minute and a half left. And the Giants are gonna score 36 consecutive points in 90 seconds. And a baby will be delivered at the 50 yard line by a 10 year old boy that gets done scoring four goals in a soccer game.
2: We'll
6: talk about that game and others when we come back.
4: All right, so, Carver, High, What do you think of that uh, game of the dog pound on Sunday? Uh, the Chargers roll in there to see the Browns favored over Cleveland. I think two and a hook the last time I checked. Uh,
6: that is correct. It is two and a hook right now. Uh, very interesting line, that's for sure, Scotty. We will start by hearing from Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Justin Herbert coming to town, he says. Always a very tough challenge. Here's
3: Coach. I think he's a he's evolving. He's getting better. I mean, I think young players just get better with more and more reps. Uh, I see a, a young man who sees it very clearly. Uh, big uh, can see it from the pocket and just can drive every throw. Can can throw with anticipation and and touch. Uh, they, they do a really nice job schematically in, in getting the ball out of his hands. He doesn't take sacks. Uh, and then moving him on the pocket, max protecting, take some shots to some, you know, Mike Williams, as, as we know, is a very, very good wide receiver. And across the board, Keenan Allen, uh, you know, the tight end. It's, it's a really impressive group. Yeah, I
4: just don't buy that. I, I don't. I think they're good when they play bad teams. And when they play good teams, they lose. And they never make the playoffs. And I've heard how he's going to win the Super Bowl every year since he's come in the league. And he hasn't sniffed it. I think he's good, there's no doubt about it. I also think uh, he had his rib cartilage and ribs banged up this year. And I come from that side of the river that says, drop his ass a few more times, see how he uh, likes that. And I said the same thing about Tua. You gonna put him in there with a concussion? I'm gonna knock his ass out and we'll see how Teddy does. And we're gonna win that game. And that's exactly what happened. The Browns wanna win this game. The way to do it is by pile driving him into the ground this is the NFL. This isn't candy, you know, corn. Okay. This isn't saltwater taffy. Okay. This is pain day. Uh, you want to come in here. You're going to be favored. You're going to come into the dog pound. You're going to have a big day. Coach going to talk about how great you are. Here's what I do. Miles Garrett's dropping your ass pile driving your ass and the Browns are going to run the ball down that absolutely stank ass defense. of the chargers, which is 30th in the league. How do you like that? Kevin, the chargers defense, is worse than the Steelers. It really is. They're 30th. They're awful. They couldn't stop anything. A school bus at a school bus stop with the sign out. They still couldn't stop them. I mean, honestly, the Browns need to run the ball down their throat. The Browns were running the ball down the Falcons throat last week in uh, Mercedes Benz. They still screwed it up. You know why they screw up? I'm starting to think that it's the Jacoby Brissett effect. It's like a bad movie. This guy gets around a football team and all they do is lose. I don't want to hear about anything else that he does a good... T- holding down the four all this, a, Jacoby Brissett sucks. Okay? Can we get that through our thick heads? And that's why they lose. Take the ball out of his hands. Give it to Hunt and Chubb. And let's lock and load on that defense with a pass rush and drop Herbert's ass. How you like them apples?
6: We said it for months and months before the season started. He can... Hold the fort for a game or two. Asking them no, yeah. to hold the fort for 11 games is not what you want. Uh, and you have already seen shades of that. These two teams played a wild game last year in Los Angeles. Both scored in the 40s uh, in that game. I don't expect as big a fireworks this week, Scotty. 47.5 is the total. But I'm kind of leaning with you. If, if I do play this game, I think it's going to be on the brown side getting a couple of points at home.
4: Yeah, me too. I save a lot of time here.
6: Next, uh, we were talking about London before and the London games. We, of course, have another one this week. Packers and the Giants. First time ever two teams with a winning record are playing in London. Also, the first time ever that Green Bay is playing in the London games. They're the only team in the NFL that have not done so before this week. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers, Scotty. He doesn't like the Packers' schedule. He wishes they were spending the whole week out there and enjoying the sights. They are leaving tomorrow to head there. Aaron understands, though. Coaches like to do things the way they do them.
3: Listen, coaches are creatures of habit even more than players. Anytime there's a minute adjustment to the schedule, it throws them all out of whack. (laughs) So I wouldn't read too much into that. Listen, we're all excited. I think the reason I said I wanted to go over early it's just to experience a little bit of that culture, you know, to be able to get out and see some sights and interact with fans, and shoot, go to a pub and have a Guinness or, or whatever the <laughs> uh, That's what we all want uh, to do. You know, those of us that want to go over early, coaches are so uh, concerned with you know the idiosyncrasies of the schedule and uh, stuff. Oh, a Guinness. So any minute, I care what he says uh, now. You know, changing that's going to throw them off. But I think overall, everybody's super excited to get over, Get over there. Obviously, you know the the time we're leaving uh, might put a little stress on the on the schedule, but that's that's way down at the bottom of the concerns. We're just excited to get over there, playing at a great stadium. Um, you know, it's it's for us, it's a dream. I mean, I've been talking about doing this for years since they started this. Couldn't wait to get over there, but knowing that nobody wants to give up a Green Bay Packers home game, so it's it's exciting to finally get a chance to go over. It.
4: Look, uh, just everybody loves Canvas. Babies love Guinness. Uh, Women, children, babies, you know, neighbors. It's the greatest thing ever. Let me tell you uh, about the Packers. They couldn't stop the Patriots running game. I think they might have some problems with Barkley and the Giants running game. So then that eight comes into play. When a team that can run the ball, you can't give them eight points. And I just don't think... Uh, You know, the Packers defense is as good as everybody thinks it is or anything else. I I don't even think. I know. I know. I mean, they could barely beat New England, right, in Lambeau. And he even said, he said, we're putting way too much on the defense. I got to play better. We've heard it all. Uh, This game boils down to can the Giants run the ball on the Packers defense and cover that eight spot? That's what it's about. And uh, I think that, uh, as you know, Carver High, I still enjoy uh a guinness zero that tastes just as good as the guinness the greatest thing ever invented whoever invented that should be knighted you know they give those knighted things out to way too many people you know yeah. like you know the guys in pink floyd got it you get all these tennis players get it they knight everybody that queen yeah. she knighted everybody now that the king's in charge they need to knight the guy that created guinness just
6: Zero get it done Everybody loves it over there. You get yourself a nice uh, nice harp uh, there, too, as well. A little harp. Oh, we'll get don't get sure me started on get. the harp. I might start drinking get again. Ice-cold harp flowing uh, over oh. there. The line is now at 8. Daniel oh, Jones did do some more work today. I love Giants harp. are doing the same thing as the Packers. You had to bring that up. tomorrow. I'm sorry. 8 is the number. I do agree with you on the run game. Giants this year, Scotty, have ran the ball great. They have the most... I was reading this morning, like explosive plays over 20 yards, rushes uh, in the NFL. So they've done a nice job with that. Maybe that is their key to hang around in this game with this eight points.
4: Well, just remember this, Uh, it took me eight years of 12 to forget about harp. Thanks a lot for bringing that up again, eight years. It took me to forget about harp out of 12 years that I've not had a harp. I have to tell you that um, since the games in London are all fixed,
6: Yes, that's true. Uh,
4: I think that uh, I mean, honest to Christ, if they run the ball uh, over 20 yards, a couple of times in that game, and and you wonder, like, because I think Green Bay should be able to win this game easily, right? But the games are all fixed there. So I'm sure it's going to come down to the last second. I mean, every game they play there is crazy. It's not it's not even funny. Like it's every single game is crazy.
6: The Giants also brought back uh, one of their own, uh, Landon Collins. Scotty practice squad, of course. Back when he was good, uh, he was making Pro Bowls with the Giants. Then he got a lot of money in Washington and hasn't been the same since. So there you go. Jacksonville laying seven at home to the Texans this week. We spoke about that yesterday. Here's Trevor Lawrence. He thinks through four games already making some improvements over last year. Here's Trevor.
0: I mean, yeah, I've, I feel I feel like I've made a lot of progress, especially from last year, from where I was. Um, obviously, didn't didn't play well on Sunday, so that's that's not where I want to be. But it's at, if you look at the year, you know, as a whole, I think I've made, I know I've made a lot of steps in the right direction, and I know I've improved a lot. So continuing to build off of that, don't let one game affect my confidence. You know, I, I'm still the same player that went into Philly on Sunday, and then still the same player here on on Wednesday, getting ready for the Texans. So not letting that affect me at all. Um, obviously, I know I have to play better. You know, that's. Everybody knows that your quarterback's got to play well to win in this league, and especially going down the road, you know, hopefully getting to the playoffs, all those things, got to play well. So, I mean, we all understand it, but just for me, um, I really, if I can just stay consistent, keep making progress, and keep taking those steps, I really believe in myself and this team.
4: Look, uh, the bottom line is this, Uh, you turn the ball over five times in the NFL, you lose. You turn it over three times, you lose. Four, five, six, I mean, you're just losing. Here's the deal. They're playing the Texans in Jacksonville. They should win the game and cover. I mean, the Texans are god-awful, landfill stench. I mean, they're awful. I told you, Lovey Smith is the guy, he's obviously got a great agent and he's got the juice and everyone loves Lovey. It's the funniest thing. It, it, I've said this to you before. This guy loses every single time he has a job. It doesn't matter. If he coached a high school team, they'd win two and lose 10. I mean, the guy loses. He is a perennial loser everywhere he goes. He went to Illinois. All they did was lose. I mean, they lost like 90% of the games he coached. He coaches in the NFL. He's lost 90% of those games. He's coaching in Houston. They gave him millions per year. Just millions are paying him to just stand there with that nice-looking beard of his and just lose. All they do is lose. So when I look at the game, I go, Oh, it's the Texans and Lovie Smith. I'm automatically laying the points. I'm laying the points every time I see the guy's name because all he does is lose. Boom. There you go. There's your game analysis.
6: And they're already falling into what usually happens with the really bad teams. They come out the first couple weeks. They're playing hard for the coach. They hang around the the preseason. And then as you get into October and you get into November, suddenly uh, the wheels start coming off. And let's also remember... Davis Mills is their quarterback, who I know a lot of people love Davis. Uh, but How many 16, times so. have I had
4: this argument <laughs> with Kaplan? It's <laughs> no,
6: bad. Honestly,
4: I played better drunk at my frat house 35 years ago in the flag yes. football league.
6: He's awful. Uh, he's just awful quarterback. Uh, that, that, you know who they're looking for. They're looking for Bryce Young or one of those guys at the top of the draft. Oh,
4: uh, oh no, not
6: Stroud. No! Well, look, hey, you know he's going in the top three picks. Uh, we feel bad for the team that takes him, that's for sure. The I Eagles, don't. am going to laugh. Eagles, the Eagles undefeated 4-0 going to Arizona this week to face the Cardinals. Jalen Hurts, he just wants to keep the same focus every week, no matter what the Eagles record is. Here he is. Yeah, I really try and keep the same mindset and mentality um, with everything. Try and be consistent with that. Um, really be diligent with it. Um, enjoy everything that comes with it, but also stay true to who I am, stay true to my goals, stay true to um what I am and what I wanna be for this team. Um and you know, really in all of that keeping God in the center. Um that's that's what matters the most. Um not any attention, oh, not any um notoriety <laughs> or anything like that. Just doing doing this. Striving for God's high. purpose yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Here we go that? again. yep that's right you know it he is uh, five and a half excuse me eagles road favorites 49 is the total uh this sunday in Glendale. i've been
4: i've been you know i've been battling all week carver high with this cough i know and trying to keep these alligators down you you get me laughing it all comes out it's Fligham city but listen uh god does not cheer for the philadelphia eagles that's one thing i know because uh, he told me that he was a Steeler fan when I prayed to him the other night, and despite all the yeah. losses, he said he still loves me. Still it's loves me.
6: Good. Well, but he
4: good. did tell me, "Screw the Eagles." At the end of the prayer, it was unbelievable. Fellow. So, I'm watching the uh, G League game with your boy Willy Wonka Jambalaya, uh, the the number one draft pick in the NBA, and he is towering over everyone. The, the 6'10 guy that's the other center uh, is up to his uh, the very bottom of his shoulder tips, okay? There is a guard in the game that is literally at his onions, standing, next to him he looks it's almost like i'm looking at ringling brothers and barnum and bailey circus i'm looking at a little guy uh, and like it's his he looks like his dog he's so little compared to this guy he's literally standing right next he could do an interview with the guy's satchel i mean he's like standing right there it's nice to meet you we've got to stop meeting him. like this He's standing right in front of his package the guy is so huge it is unbelievable. I've seen him miss a couple of free throws, but I've also seen him score a couple. He cannot be wow. stopped when he releases the ball. No one can even jump that high.
6: Seems like an absolute freak. Uh, and I like the approach that they're taking with him too. the agents. Like he's been told by NBA people don't play him. Don't let him run around in this G League. And he's like, no kid wants to play. He's not here to sit around for nine months waiting to get drafted. He's playing right. every game, and that's the way it's going. I like that. I like that they're doing And they're it. mauling
4: him. They maul him. When they throw the ball yeah. into him, he gets attacked because they all think that it's obvious what they do. They think that he doesn't have hands, right. that he can't right. get the ball, but that they're sadly mistaken. He's got handle. He can dribble. He can shake. He can get space. He can skyhook. He looks like. I, honest to Christ, he's like two feet. It, it looks like he's two feet higher than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he released the skyhook. Now, when Kareem released the skyhook, I never saw it blocked once in 25 years. Okay? In college and pros, never saw him blocked. This guy is bigger and taller and longer than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I mean, he knocks down everything. He shoots threes like Steph Curry. He does step back threes like he's shooting a layup. I'm sitting here watching a guy for five minutes, and I'm it's I'm being aroused. Okay.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play Devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming Devil.
1: The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.